and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast sponsored by HF Plaster and with myself, Stephen Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 257, although we were doing some totting up earlier and this is actually the 302nd recording that we are making. So absolutely proud and privileged over the last seven years to be 300 episodes, over 300 episodes in. So thanks to everyone who's tuned in from minute one of episode one and right through to today. We are genuinely honoured, privileged and grateful that you've decided to, to do that with us. This week, we've got a couple of games to review. One very briefly, another one will go a little bit more in, deep, in depth on. Uh, we've got a few bits and pieces from the last week to catch up on. But as first, as always, we crack on and start with a word from our podcast sponsor. Yeah, we certainly do. So the podcast is proudly sponsored by AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work and specialise in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, and you must know this by now, is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. That is an absolutely steal of a deal. So if you're listening and thinking this sounds like something I want in my life, and I'm sure it is, you can get more information for the best plastering and rendering prices. You can go online, go on the internet and go to www.hfplastering.co.uk. Or if you want to send Adam and the boys an email, you can do it at hfplastering.outlook.com. If you're on social media and want to check out some of their stuff, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram by just looking up AJF Plastering. And Adam is also on Twitter at Big Ads with a Z L O F C. Absolutely. So, quick word about the Supporters Club travel updates. Port Vale on Saturday, the 2nd of October, leaving at half past nine from the Supporters Club fares for this one are 37 quid for your adults, 34 pound concessions, and 19 pounds for children aged 15 or under. And then the week after, October's terrible for us. We've got so many away games. Long journeys. Yeah, Barrow, 9th of October, leaving that one at 7am. That is an absolute mission. Adult fares are £43, £40 for concession, and kids are 15, age 15 or under, sorry, are 22 quid. And then on the 13th of November, we've got Rochdale away, leaving the supporters club at 8 o'clock. Adult fares for that are £38, concessions are just £35 and to book for any of these trips visit the supporters club on a match day or call the travel line on 07507 539 579 that's a new number so make sure you've got that written down a few long journeys in there a few schlaps massive yeah, yeah. absolutely I mean barrel away good luck with that one yeah be decent game that obviously Mark Cooper it's got, it's got some beef already but not against Barrow <laughs> certainly has two bits of AOB this week first up we say hello to new listener at Howie1970 who tweeted us in the last week he's only just started listening to the Orient Outlook podcast so welcome Howie I don't know where you've been uh, for the last seven years mate but I'm glad you're finally on board there's another 300 episodes for you to go back into the Orient Outlook podcast archives for you to go and listen to. Some great interviews with some of our heroes. <laughs> Kevin Lisby, Matt Lockwood. Yeah, Coxie. Coxie Matt Baldry. Moses. Moses, Vincelo, Nigel's first interview, Kent's first interview. Yeah, a wealth of entertainment yeah. waiting at your fingertips, Howie. So thank you for, 
for listening. And it, again, we say it every week, but if you are a listener and you think you know someone who would like and enjoy the pod, please do not be afraid to pass the pod. And if you do, let us know who you've passed the pod on to because uh, we'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. Also, some more good news here. Happy 44th anniversary to one of the 100% Club listener, Kevin Cowlin and his wife, who were married on the 17th of September 1977, the same day as the O's beat Bristol Rovers 2-1, Fisher and Kitchen with a penalty. Was that an omen or what? Now, I've got to say, Kev, I mean, I'm going to be a huge hypocrite here, but you got married mid-season. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I thought you would have done it out of season, but I got married mid-season as well, so uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't really question it too much. Great stuff, Kev. I hope you and your missus had a lovely Saturday, um, and obviously we'll talk about the Bristol Rovers game that happened shortly yeah, in the absolutely. podcast. So the week that was in Happy Monday, the thirteenth of September. Well done to Tom James as he was named in the EFL Team of the Week following his performance against Oldham Athletic. Well done, Mr James. Yeah, very well deserved. The club announced that the ever-popular Football for a Fiver is going to be back for the 30th of October. We entertain Hartlepool United on that Saturday. So uh, get your tickets, uh, certainly in the South Stand. There aren't many left, if any, at all at the moment. Um, so yeah, make sure you get involved. It's a, it's a great time to bring a friend uh, or a casual uh, or anybody that, that is missing seeing live football, really, for a fiver. You can't really go wrong, whatever stand you're sitting. Yeah, I imagine that'll be very, very busy on that day, so make sure you snap up your tickets very soon. So moving on into Tahue Tuesday, the 14th of September, and happy heavenly 65th birthday to former O. Ray Wilkins. Absolutely. The main event of the day was Southampton's under-23s at home in the Papa John's Trophy. The team was announced at 6 o'clock with Burning Goal, Mitchell, Beckles, Happy, Sweeney, Kiprianu, Riley, Papadopoulos, Kemp, Satoriu and Omatoi. Uh, substitutes bench for this one was Phillips, James, Wood, Clay, Young, Nkrumah, and Tanga. Yes, that lineup saw professional debuts for Reese Burningall and Anthony Papadopoulos, who played right back, I believe, in that game. Hector Kiprianu and Wilson Tiri were back in the starting lineup, and Omar Beckles was named captain as Kenny Jacket was absent from the dugout due to an illness. For me, that's a pretty decent lineup, actually. Obviously, you expect some alternation um, and a few squad players to be called upon, but I looked at that and I thought, that's pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. Giving some of the first team that have played a lot of minutes a bit of a rest and give yeah. opportunity to those that don't have some minutes. So yeah, absolutely agree with you, agree with you on that. We had quite a few tweets that came in. Uh, one or two that we're going to read out now. Alpha two underscore o underscore mega said, "Surprised to see Beckles in the squad." Yeah, I thought he may have been given a rest. A rest yeah. You know, he's been kind of played every uh, game, uh, as I understand. Record blew up. So as long as the good players don't get injured, then it'll all be gravy. Yeah, Phil Vesey, uh, sorry, Phil Vesey one said sensible team selection. But I have to confess, I can't get enthused by this competition. I don't blame you. I don't have the enthusiasm for it either. Playing an academy side doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, like, I think this competition's a bit of a wrong competition. The setup, I understand why they did it, but I just and and the intention's good. I just don't. I just don't like it. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, but obviously, the further you get, the more interest people will... will I mean, look, if we get a day out of Wembley, then great, lovely, wonderful, brilliant. Yeah. But at this stage, playing Southampton under 23s doesn't inspire me to leave my home on a Tuesday <laughs> night in September. I'm not going to lie. 
Bets are later than ever. So I was hoping Nkrumah would get a start as he looked great in pre-season. I think Omotoy needs a good game too to kickstart his season. Fair point, Omotoy. He's not yeah. really done anything at all. He's got a few minutes on the pitch. But he can't. He can't get ahead of Smith. Can't get ahead of Archibald. Can't get ahead of Dridden. Well, I think... It's tough, isn't it? I think there's a few points later to be spoken about in terms of Paul Smith. Like, he's not going to get anywhere near I mean, that starting 11. Sorry, I'm talking about Paul Smith oh, right, as a okay. point for later. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, that guy ain't getting back in the team. Not as while they're stand, on fire. As stand, he's yeah. got no chance to get back in the team. Can't. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that in a bit. LOFC1881 said, Perfect lineup. Looks a weak inside, but lots of experience and good players in there. Yeah, that's a good point there. You know, yeah. Happy Beckles at the back alongside Mitchell. Great for him for his own game time. Yeah. A few big debuts for for players. And Dan Kemp, who we all thought would be smashing this season, has barely got a look in because of right. the form of others. Good yeah. to see him and Satoru. Yeah, so some good points made there. Chef Kemp won. Said it's a little bit youthful, but great to see some squad rotation. And Krumer was brilliant in pre-season. Shame we haven't seen him a bit more this season. Yeah. Omatoy really needs to push on for a regular starting place. Yeah, absolutely. So the match kicked off at seven o'clock with the O's looking to get out of the group stages. Both sides had chances in the first half. Ruosa Toru had to come off, unfortunately, due to illness. He was replaced in the forty-second minute by Dan and Krumer, uh, and the and the first forty-five minutes really ended goalless. Yeah, so attendance was announced: six hundred and thirty-four fans in the ground. There were no subs at halftime, but Jet Tanga came on for his debut in place of Callum Riley in the seventy-first minute, as the O's scored the only goal of the game in the eighty-second minute. As Dan Kemp done really well in the box. Nice footwork there from uh, Danny Boy. Mm. Played the ball back uh, to the edge of the penalty area. Lovely weighted ball. Anthony Papadopoulos was waiting for it. Smashed the ball home on his debut to make it 1-0 to the Orient, which is how the game finished as the O's EFL Papa Jotten's trophy, whatever we're calling it this season, uh, start. Got on three points. Absolutely, yeah. So Joe Gallon's interview, he stood in, as Steve said, uh, Kenny was missing due to illness, uh, but Joe Gallon's interview is on YouTube, so uh, you can watch that there. For me, good opportunity, as I said, to get minutes in some of the players who need it, like your Dan Kemp, for example. Not overly fussed, as we've said, about playing an academy, so I think it's actually a bit insulting to ask some of the professionals who have worked really, really hard to get into a professional club like ours, for example, uh, to then be playing against a bunch of kids. I, I just think it's a little bit demeaning of them. Um, but on the positive side of things, a great goal from from Anthony Papadopoulos on his debut as well. Couldn't couldn't have asked for oh. couldn't have asked for much more. He's in dreamland. He actually had quite a good interview uh, post match. Uh, Anthony uh, spoke really well. So he yeah. played right back, but then got got a bit further forward later on. But yeah, decent run out for some players who need game time, need experience. Do Kemp really good to get ninety minutes. Riley, uh, who we've not seen too much of since yeah. he signed. Mitchell. Who looks a great prospect for Millwall, but obviously can understand a bit why they short like him. match fitness. Yeah, yeah, great, but great for them. Good to see Papadopoulos get the goal on his debut. Also great to see Byrne keep a clean sheet on yeah. his debut too. Although Southampton were pretty wasteful um, with a few chances they had, but a win is a win. That'll breed even more confidence throughout the squad. All you can do is keep winning. No complaints for me on that one. Good. We had quite a lot of views in on this. In fact, quite a huge amount of views. Uh, and feedback after this one so thanks to everyone for sending their views that came into our social media accounts which as you probably know by now are sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agents they're on Twitter at Hearts Town H-E-R-T-S-T-O-W-N you can also contact um, one of the main people there Charlie underscore Paul 
Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E underscore P-O-O-L-E. They are the two best contacts there for you. So we're going to try and read out as many as we can, but just because we do, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. And first up is at Essex Biz, our, um, our sponsor, our Hero of the Week sponsor. Not a lot to say. A positive result and a few decent performances, but a game that won't live long in the memory. So uh, John was actually at the game and spotted an XO employee. Uh, I can't really be bothered to say his name on the podcast, but someone who probably really shouldn't be just sitting... Translator uh, come goalkeeping, <laughs> coach extraordinaire come scout, come football director at Portsmouth. I'm ridiculous, really. So His journey is just like... Uh, you just wouldn't believe it. If, if he told you and you didn't know who the guy was, it'd be like, yeah, I came in as this translator. I then turned into the goalkeeping coach. I then got sacked and then this happened and that. And it's like, mate, are you f- you're full of stories here. Bonkers, bonkers. LFC Teresa yeah. also tweeted us. So it may not have been the most exciting match, but a win is a win. And it was a great goal. We'll keep building confidence within the team and a clean sheet to what's not to like. Len Chin Chin once said a fine result from all the team with Dan Kemp providing some good balls into the box. Wonderful experience for those players making their first team start on to the next game. Yeah, Orient Fan TV said, I know a lot of fans will mention B-team boycott, but a win is a win. A good run out for some squad players that have not featured much this season. Main focus will always be the league, but we would all like a couple of cut runs as well. Hoping Royal's illness is not too bad. Yeah, so that rounds up the views on that. Just a select few there. Carol Langley, Flores Prediction League update, though. We run it for every game. At Paul uh, We underscore UK. At Antique Mouse. At Charlie underscore Paul. Our uh, our social media sponsor. All correctly predicted 1-0 to the O's. And you get... Uh, some points for that you get three points for that and we'll do a prediction league table update later in the show yep so as well as uh, some fixtures in the EFL Papa John's Trophy whatever it's called there were also two Skybet League 2 fixtures played on that day one impacted us as Northampton beat Newport 1-0 to go above us so they went into third that pushed us down into fourth place in League 2. And obviously we'll speak about the League 2 table but later on in the podcast. We absolutely will. So let's move on then to Wednesday the 15th of September. And a happy birthday to our Hero of the Week and Prediction League sponsors is now yes. uh, out of the bag. John McIntyre at Essex Biz and at Carol Langley E4. So happy birthday to you, mate. Yeah, I hope you had a great 44th birthday, Mr. McIntyre. I don't look any older than 42, I would say. So, a quiet week um, towards the end of the week. Thursday, 16th September, and Friday, the 17th of September. We're very quiet, so we will now move on to Saturday, the 18th of September. Yeah, another happy birthday, full of happy birthdays, uh, this one. Uh, to O's programme seller in the South Stand, friend of the podcast, at Luke BR1998. Hope you had a great day and the result of that game was absolutely superb So uh, on, on the day. So uh, what a great birthday present. Yeah, we've seen Luke go from boy to man doing his podcast yeah. over seven years and you're now starting to get people who listened when they were teenagers and now like early 20s and Kevin Cowden was celebrating a 36th wedding anniversary. So 37th wedding anniversary when this podcast started. Yeah. Now he's 44. So we're seeing uh, it make me feel so a turnover. Old. Yeah, we're getting to the older, old Gits uh, podcast yeah, league. Yeah, so it will. before the main event, there was a youth team game and it took place at Brisbane Road as the youth team hosted Luton Town in an exciting match that finished one all. So we went down to 10 men in the first half. Phillips was sent off. Then we went 1-0 down from the resulting free kick, which is the way the game stayed until half-time. Second half, Again, we seem to have a really good second half in this. It was all us pressing to get back into the game. Considering we had 10 men and up against a Luton Town youth team from the Championship. Decent. We really kind of took them to the sword. We had a penalty 
in the 71st minute after Tanga was fouled, upstepped Pegram. His spot kick was saved, but we did equalise in the 80th minute through Tanga. He made it one all, which was how the game finished. Quite a week for Tanga. He was on the bench against Southampton yeah. and he scores in a youth team game at Brisbane Road. So quite a week there for that young man. Decent week. Very, very decent week. Well done. So it's you know it's really exciting that we've actually now got a, a conveyor belt coming out the coming out of the academy and actually the younger players are being given a chance at first team football. So not really seen so much of that yeah. in, in, in the uh, in the past. So that's all good. But the main event of the day was Bristol Rovers away and on the Thursday evening before the game we ran a twenty four hour Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. And after two hundred and nineteen votes 8% thought we'd lose 29% thought we'd draw but a whopping 63% thought that we would win so thanks to everyone who takes the time to just cast their vote yeah that is definitely jacket ball uh, the impact of jacket ball for you a very right. confident orient fan base yeah. for this one so the team was announced at 2pm with Vigaru in goal at the back we had Tom James Alex Mitchell Omar Beckles Dan Happy and Connor Wood in that back five now uh, in the midfield Dan Prattley and Craig Clay with Aaron Drennan, Theo Archibald and Harry Smith up top. On the bench for this one, we had Byrne, Sweeney, Ogie, Kiprianu, Kemp, Amatoyi and Satiru. Got 11 out of 11 on Fan Hub that week. So did I. Well done, Mr Levy. Yeah, 11 out of... That's the first time, I think, this week, this, this season, <laughs> or maybe the second time this season, I got 11 out of 11. But did you check into Fan Hub? I did. Well done. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Shame it <laughs> went a stadium check-in, but yes, I did. Uh, Kenny Jackett named the same starting eleven as last week against Oldham. Shad Ogie returned to the matchday squad as he was named on the bench after being out last week due to a COVID uh, positive result. And so, my uh, very very simple, you know me, love an unchanged side. The more consistent we are with the naming of the same side, the more consistent we'll be, and we will be unpredictable because he'll he'll change he'll change the formation around to suit us. So yeah, no no issues. Just positive for me. Yeah, no surprises there. I think you mentioned it, but we both had the same prediction. I think a few people thought Kipriano would come in for Clay, but I think Clay's done really well alongside Prattley, and it's not the right time to take Clay out of the team. So yeah. there's no surprise there for me. I think a few people were expecting Shad maybe to come back in place of Happy, but look, they kept the clean sheet the previous week, so I Shad's got a fight for his place. Yeah, but I think with Dan Happy coming off injured after the game, which we'll cover in a bit, I suspect Dan might want to rest. Let's see what the problem is. I, I have a sneaky feeling that Shad might come and start next Saturday against Mansfield just to give Dan that extra time because we've got Saturday, Tuesdays coming up. So Yeah, I agree. And I think, like we said, Paul Smith, again, is just starting to come back into training. Yeah. He's going to find that very hard to get in, but it'll be great to get back on the bench. Adam, Adam Thompson, Thompson as well. So Who are you going to take out? Well, Omar, the, Ad, the Adam Thompson is interesting because they're saying Adam Thompson is running now but not training he's yes. running he's on the grass Yeah, wouldn't it surprise me if you see Adam Thompson in the squad next Saturday if Happy's groin injury is still affecting him if Adam Thompson makes one of those very quick comebacks like sometimes the club try and throw you off the centre a little bit by saying oh no he's not training he might be doing a little bit running and then the team comes out and suddenly you look at the bench and Adam Thompson's sitting there right. but great dilemma and you know uh, yeah. these players Smith and Thompson in particular in terms of Paul Smith and Thompson, it'd be great to get back on the bench because yeah. then you know you get that more experience on there. And suddenly, from having an average Brent, no disrespect to Sweeney and Amatoyi, but they would you'd imagine those being two players that come out, and you've got a, a Thompson and a Paul Smith 
that's going to that's going to be strong. Really yeah, strong. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Um, so we had a few tweets that came in uh, about this, but just the one that we're going to read out is from Tommy Atkinson Six, who said he's very pleased with this. Continuity has also been a factor in any success we've ever experienced. The boys deserve it too after last Saturday. Yeah, so the match got underway at the Memorial Ground with the O's looking to build on their wonderful win at uh, home to Oldham last week. Bristol Rovers have had not the best of starts since the Life and League, so under Joe No, I think the club's in a bit of a mess off the field and I think uh, I watched Joey Barton's uh, Orient preview, if you like. I think they they counted about seven players out, first-team players out. So I think they've also... Everyone seems to be suffering from massive injury problems this year. I don't don't understand why, but just a bit of a hangover from from what happened last season uh, and whatnot. But, yeah, um, yeah, no, interesting. Good time to play them. Great time to play them. Nine minutes gone. Prasenio done really well. Controlled the ball mid-air. Not make his man with his next touch before winning a foul, which came to nothing. Great bit of skill, that. He was doing a little bit of showboating there, a little couple of keepy-uppies, and, and yeah, that was uh, that, was, that was very interesting. 16 minutes on the clock, and Theo Archibald's shot deflected behind for a corner, and from that corner, we took the lead, as Tom James's corner found Harry Smith, who made a run towards the near post and headed the ball into the ground, past Belshaw and into the net to make it 1-0 to the O's. Yeah, a, a nice run from Smith, a bit of a stooping header, I think is what the what the term is that they use to describe <laughs> that. But no, I mean, the guy's six foot seven, so, you know, he's, he's, anything sort of below is, is going to be a bit stoopy for him. So, yeah, absolutely great. Not the prettiest, but doesn't really matter, does it? At the end of the day, we, we're taking the mm. advantage early on. We're scoring from corners and set pieces now. We never, never used to do that. Like, we're talking about scoring from a corner. We used to sing for fun in the South Stand, score from a corner, we're going to score from a corner, knowing full well we're not going <laughs> to score from a corner. So... It's great. Harry Smith will take the plaudits for that, right? Because his name goes on the score sheet. I just want to call out two players in that goal who aren't Harry Smith. One, Tom James. For the delivery. On his head. Great ball. The second one, and I think this may have gone under the radar, watch Darren Prattley when that corner comes in because he's basically holding off the guy who's supposed to be marking Smith. He's basically holding him back and the guy can't get past him. So Smith finds himself in acres of space. Because, because Darren Pratt is on off, not his, he's holding off two blokes basically. One's trying to get to Smith, so that enables Smith to get free and get the header. So well played, Mr. Prattley. I think that's his, that's his experience shown that's there. That's a great knowing spot. what he's doing. So well done to Prattley. Yeah. Belshaw may be disappointed with his positioning because he ends up almost like in the back of the net with the ball. So yeah. Like, Mate, how are you standing properly, ending in that position? But Harry Smith, take a bow. Once these strikers get one or two then everything they touch is going to go in the back of it and well done Harry yeah absolutely spot on so 24 minutes on the clock and Rovers had a free kick in a dangerous position Brett Pittman took it Tom James managed to make the block that was was a very dangerous dangerous position Mm. yeah Tom James done well so let's fast forward then to the 33rd minute and we doubled our lead at some excellent football from Pratsenio saw him win a free kick near the corner flag Tom James delivery was half cleared the ball came to Prattley he took a shot blocked Bit of a muddled clearance. It eventually fell to Theo Archibald, who took a touch to control the ball, and then with a sweetheart volley, buried the ball into the bottom corner of the net from 25 yards out to make it 2-0 to the Orient. Absolutely. Take a bow, Darren Prattley. Absolutely. He did absolutely fantastic there to win that free kick in the first place. And obviously for Theo Archibald for winning that, uh, for, for, for scoring that goal, absolutely cracking goal. We did well to keep the pressure on their 18-yard box uh, and for them not to clear it too far out. I mean, it just shows you the slight disarray that they're in, that they can't clear their lines properly. But absolutely, we're capitalising on that and I love the things you love to see. Yeah, I mean, the finish is brilliant, but again, it's 
what Theo does before that in terms of the position. And the first touch is so well controlled, it sets him up and gives him like a couple of seconds to get himself steady and get his balance for the half volley. Yeah. A great first touch. And it's one of those, I think, the second he hits it, he knows, like he just knows it's going in the back of the net. Yeah. And the keeper had no chance for that one. So things you'd love to see. The O's 2 0 up on the road. Things got even better for the O's as the third goal came in the 41st minute. Again, Tom James, what a season Tom James is having for the O's. Subliminal. His delivery and cross found Aaron Drinnan in the box. His header had enough power on it to beat Belshaw. It was 3 0. And after a short delay, the ref, who didn't know whether it was onside, offside, word with the lino, gave it. They all go running to the away fans and celebrate him. Yeah. And you're like, it's 3 0, 40 minutes gone. What? Yeah. What's going it's on? It's dangerous, isn't it? Ridiculous. It's territory we're not used to. <laughs> we're nervous about it. I'm sweating thinking about it. I can't believe it. Isn't it great, though, that we've got a fullback that's able to get forward and put a pinpoint cross in? That cross, I think we're both going to praise the cross, couldn't have been any more perfect. No. Perfect pace, from it. perfect direction. Drinan doesn't have to do anything in terms of his movement. Just guide he's already there. He just needs to get, just literally needs to guide it. Fantastic cross. The header's very good by Drinan. Again, not sure what Belshaw's doing. He kind of like ends up getting a hand to it, but punching it backwards. Maybe a better League 2 keeper is saving that, but I don't care. The ball's in the net. It's gone in, yeah. And again, Drinan, another player who really came to us, we were like, oh, he's got like, what, zero goals for Sutton United on a loan spell and he's done nothing for Ipswich pretty much. And, had an amazing start to the season. But it's like what we said at the beginning of the season. Don't judge them based on what their previous was. No. And and to be fair, I, you know, we even said it before anyone tweets us. We even said it, or I, I said it for sure, they're not particularly overwhelming on paper. They weren't, no. But you have to give Kenny Jackett the time to mould them and to get them playing. And as we'll say later, you know, Harry Smith, the league's top scorer at the moment on six goals, he never set the... Uh, the flames are light uh, late in Orient um, just based on his record but here he is playing he scored six goals in, in eight games fantastic absolutely brilliant we've got an improvement in our full backs alright we're not speaking about Wood putting in these balls but maybe that's not that's not um, how Kenny Jackett wants wants our balance of play to be and that's why Tom James is able to do that but his crossing is absolutely outstanding and we need to get him tied down to a slightly longer contract and I'm getting ahead of myself here well I guess that's the fear isn't it I guess we'll come on to it later but Theo's on a loan spell could yeah. get recalled any time as far as we know Tom James is only on a year deal Yeah. so it's one of those but again the way we know the board well enough to know that they don't make any decisions based on just 8 games they'll be looking and going right well, let's see where we are in 12 games let's see where we're on 16 games before they go off on a contract so, oh absolutely you know it'll I mean? be Christmas so, before that sort of conversation yeah. happens but you know it makes a huge difference when you've got a decent supply into the box I think it's something that we've absolutely been lacking oh, absolutely been lacking with, with, with strikers that can score and and players that can put the ball in for them to score yeah. you know we've always said lack of supply Dan Johnson last season created goals pretty much off his own back because he wasn't getting the supply it makes a 100% difference when you've got a supply coming into your strikers yeah couldn't agree more great to see again we'll come on to it three different goal scorers before half time just great to see being three and a half by half time yeah. really or yeah. within 40 minutes yeah. away at a game that you're looking at going not tricky sure. place tricky place big club they'll have decent support behind them so that was great for us just before half time as you'd probably expect tempers getting a bit afraid especially amongst the home faithful yeah, uh, and the home players the bookings for Darren Proudly Aaron Drinan and Rovers' Alvi Kilgore three minutes of added time were played as the O's went in at the break three 
goals ahead. That's right. Luke underscore T7 tweeted us and said, all three attackers score again. Love to see it. And we're the away team. Yeah. Paul underscore LT2P said, not sure where the goals are going to come from this season. Well, now we know. Absolutely. Ben Whitlock, 13, said, we're in, well in control. Making Rovers look like a relegation team. No need for us to get involved in the fisticuffs. Prattley needs to use his experience and walk away. More goals in the second half if we stay 11 v 11. Good point there. 3-0, you know the home players are going to be dishevelled and annoyed. No need, there's no need to wind them up because yeah. all you're going to do is get yourself a booking or yeah. maybe something worse. So good tweet there. Attendance, I don't think we've seen a full attendance, but we do know there were 551 away fans. So kudos to everyone. We made that journey. I think the trains getting home were an absolute nightmare. I heard really? a few cancellations, a few people getting back very late, yeah, from that one. So there were no changes for the O's at half time. Just two minutes into this second half, Alex Mitchell, that big brute for Millwall, picked up a yellow card. He might pick up a few, but I don't care. I'm already thinking that he's proper centre back and Old loving fashions. his work. So yeah. Lawrence Figaro made an unbelievable save in the 54th minute as he raced out of his area to deny Saunders who was bearing in on goal. Literally, I've had nothing to mention for Lawrence Figaro to do. He's done nothing. So far. He's not had to. Love it. Yeah. Don't want him to do anything perfect for us. Let's forward in 15 minutes later, 69th minute, Theo Archibald this time, went into the referee's book and five minutes later, the O's made their first sub, Shad, Shad Ogie, Replace the injured Dan Appy. I think he hurt his groin, groin again. again. I think yeah. he's given a bit of jit this season. He's yeah, groin. Joe Gallen says in in the interview, it's uh, he's had an aggravation of it, and he went off a couple of weeks ago, yes, he did, didn't yeah. he? And he's gone off again, so might be something they might need to to have a closer look at. Uh, superb one on one defending from Alex Mitchell in the 79th minute. He designed he denied Saunders his shot on goal. Superb tracking that from Alex Mitchell. He didn't overcommit. He stood up well, and he went in at the last possible moment that he could to deny that guy very very assured proper defending that loved it and even at 3-0 with 11 minutes left you want to keep that clean sheet intact because they want that yeah. clean sheet it's great to see yeah. just they, want their, they want their clean sheet bonus don't they pretty much yeah. just a minute later Craig Clay went into the ref's book he made a foul to prevent a counter-attack. Yeah, silly foul, but uh, he got the booking for it. 82 minutes, Lawrence Vigarou received a yellow card for time-wasting. That's our fifth of the game. Just yeah, I'm characteristic of Vigarou. I saw it as well when Lawrence got their second goal, him kind of, dan- not dancing, but kind of applauding and kind of jostling with a few Bristol Rovers fans, shall we say. Right. Like winding them up a little bit, right. which I've not seen Vigarou do before. So I don't know if he was getting stick like earlier in the game. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, Vig's getting booked as well. Let's go to the 87th minute in. Some nice possession football from the O's. Eventually saw a beautiful pass out wide from Harry Smith to Connor Wood. He crossed it into the box. It was over here and was headed out. Yeah, a minute later, some nice build-up play from Bristol Rovers ended in a shot that was blasted well over Lawrence Vigarou's goal. And I mean, like we mentioned that, just to say that Bristol Rovers were actually playing. Yeah, I think they're really. still, obviously their pride is battered yeah, massively. by this one. The yeah. penalty was awarded in the 90th minute for the home team. Michelle Ogie tangled with Saunders and the referee pointed to the spot. Now, you could look at this two ways. I think, personally, that's shockingly soft because they're running towards it. I don't see that there's much in the way of contact from Shadogi. The guy, I need to watch it back probably for the 10th time, but I'm not convinced wholeheartedly that that's a penalty. But the guy's gone down and he's made the referee make a decision. You've hit the nail on the head. That's, that's the if problem. You go shoulder to shoulder, like Shadda's down. Maybe it's a bit of experience. Saunders is a much more experienced player. Knows it's coming. Straight down. I guess when you say to Shadda's, don't give the ref that decision to make. Just don't. 
just drive him wide. He's going wide anyway. Just let him take the ball just, wide. And just just channel, channel him out. Yeah, yeah, so disappointing there. Upstep Brett Pittman, who I had a feeling might score on this one. He stepped up, sent Vigoru the wrong way to make it 3-1. And he gets his first goal for the home team. So four minutes of time were added on. Played out as the O's secured all three points away from home to leave the travelling away fans in great voice after another impressive performance. So Joe Gallon spoke to Dave Victor after the game. We are not going to play all of it. Uh, We're going to play a piece of it. And here's a piece of what Joe Gallon had to say to Dave. Joe, thanks for joining us and congratulations on your first away day victory of the season. Yeah, no, the players deserve all the credit. They performed, you know, as always, they performed very, very well, and uh, we've been looking to try to to get an away win, in, you know, in the league so far this season. We've come close at Newport. We were disappointed not to win that one, but um, yeah, so we're absolutely delighted to, to come away here with uh, with the three points. And I suppose with Bristol Rovers' recent problems, the first goal was so important. Yeah, I think overall the first goal, you know, in any game of football is is, uh, is important. It gives a, uh, gives that team a, a big little a lot of confidence. And uh, coming to Bristol Rovers, having been here a number of times over the years, is always a tough place to come and get a victory. Uh, Bristol Rovers in League Two are an extremely big club, and uh, they've got an extremely large pool of players to choose from, and um, that's reflected in the, you know in the size of the club. Got very good home support and, and, and support which which backs them to the hill. You know, playing well or not so, so playing well. So to come away. Um, with the victory is extremely pleasing and should give everyone, mostly the players, a lot of confidence. And certainly Harry Smith is playing with enormous confidence at the moment. He is, you know, I just spoke to him, I think it's his six goals this season so far and um, he hasn't necessarily trained too many times either. In the, he didn't train this week, trained, sorry, you know, trained yesterday, but didn't get a full week's training with uh, the knee, picked up a bit of a knee injury last week and, uh, in the home game and um, it's, it's going well for Harry, he's a big threat from crosses as we said previously and um, we worked with you know, a, a decent corner routine and, and Harry's you know, scored, scored at the near post and he's a big threat. Lovely move for the second uh, with the cross coming in for Theo Archibald. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've got some good delivery, uh, good good deliverers at the club. You know, Tom James included, and uh, one sit drop to to Theo, who's also having a you know very good time at the moment. His confidence level is very high. As soon as it dropped him on the edge of the box, and he got that first touch right, you just knew that um, you didn't necessarily know that it was going to go in, but you knew that it was going to hit the target. And uh, it was a very good sort of half volley. Took it early. Took it with a lot of confidence, and uh, give us a good chance then of, of giving us a platform to go on to win to get three points. So that was part of Dave Victor's post-match interview with Joe Gannon. So thanks as always to Dave for sending that over. And if you want to listen to any more of that, you can go on the club's YouTube channel. Joe speaks well, doesn't he? Gives a, talks quite authoritatively yeah. and, and, and gives you a lot of good information and a bit of background as well. Because like Harry Smith plays like he's training like an absolute beast every, yeah. every day. But actually, the guy trained on Friday, they would have travelled as well. So he's only trained in the morning and he can still come on and, and play like that. And And... Having watched that, all three front men, which we haven't mentioned, I might mention it in my thoughts, I'm not sure, were, were chasing the ball down. Front. So we were Press defending from the front, from the front f- right up until the, the full-time whistle, which for me is immense. Love to see it. Love to see it. So Joe Jacket there, giving his views Joe on Gallen. the game. Yeah. Oh, Joe Jacket, yeah, I see what you League table in. So the league table continues to look more and more impressive uh, yeah. as the weeks go by so far this season. So that win sees us move up to second in League Two, having played eight games, won four of those, 
drawn three, only lost the one with a goal difference of plus nine on 15 points. So, Mr Levy, your views on yesterday's game? Yeah, outstanding result. And despite Bristol Rovers being at the bottom end of the league, it's still a difficult place to go uh, and get the points. You, know, you can't you can't take anything for granted. We played well from front to back. I don't think I can really fault anyone. Vigaru, as we've mentioned, ve- barely with anything uh, to do all game and it's great that we've got goals coming now from from not just one source from several players I said it before say it again you know Smith's now the league's top scorer on six goals Archibald and Drinnen joint eighth with three goals each in the league um, so yeah really really positive so many positives about this uh, literally I, I'm not even sure if I'm talking about Orient anymore um, <laughs> the defensive element of it I mean it makes these podcasts so, so much different it really does all we've had really for the last sort of several years, majority of it is more doom and gloom than than positivity. So, absolutely delighted to be talking about some positive stuff here. You know, the defensive element of our game is absolutely brilliant. All three forwards closing down from the front, running themselves into the ground. You know, they're probably running more this season than they ever have done in any previous season, um, and and it's fantastic. And it makes life easy for the boys at the back uh, if we're closing it down. And what an improvement the fullbacks are this season. You know, Tom James being a particular standout signing for us. You know, absolutely brilliant with his crossing, his getting forward, um, his set plays, and general defensive plays to support attacks or being defensive. It's just absolutely brilliant. Just absolutely love to see it. I can't wait to get back into my seat next week and and, and watch this. Um, a good point that's been made, and, and Dave does say it in, in the interview as well, that's the fourth penalty in eighth game. We're giving yeah. a penalty away every other game at the moment, which, you know, whether we're being silly or rash or brash or whatever, or like in Shad's case, he's, you know, he's given the referee, yeah. a, or the striker's given the referee a decision, decision to make and it's gone against us. Um, you know, we need to, we need to do better uh, on that. And regardless of whether it's a penalty, like I say, we give him the, making yeah, the referee yeah. make that decision we're up to second now we've got bags of confidence amongst the squad so yeah all positive Yours? yeah similar to you mate fantastic result I mean I thought I thought we'd go and give them a game I, there's no way I expected to be 3 and up within 40 minutes Yeah, be on my wildest streams that one again you've mentioned it goals from three different scorers again for the second week yeah. running so it's goals galore in that team all goals are great it was almost a clean sheet got to 90 minutes so almost a clean sheet there I, I presume they're going to be disappointed in that dressing room to yeah, not get bit. in with a clean sheet yeah. Tom James you mentioned him becoming a massive player for the Orient takes the corners takes the dead balls and he's doing fantastically well from them and he puts a page of a cross onto Drennan's head uh, for the third goal yeah. and just getting so many applauded it, it was comfortable it was nice you weren't sitting there going oh if they get one, they might get two, and I might get three. It was, you, were ne- you were never thinking at any point. You were like, no, we're going to see this out, yeah. and do it. And, you know, very testament to the team and the squad. So, first away win on the road as well. Winning yeah. breeds winning. So, two wins in a week, which breeds confidence. And what starts to the season we're having? Absolutely. Love it. What's hard to be an Orient fan? Yeah, absolutely. You couldn't, couldn't have said that better, really. Um, up to second in the league, and we're eight games in. Brilliant. So, just a quick point as well. At Mark... Uh, T. Hannah, we live tweeted saying we live to fight another day. Immense praise to the medical staff at Bristol Rovers who came to my aid after a severe head injury inside the ground today. I was unconscious and very unwell. Orient one apparently, counting my blessings. Blimey, that was scary. So yeah. Mark, we wish you and the other chap involved, I believe there was a clash of heads or something during celebrations. 
uh, we believe. So we wish you both a very speedy recovery. Yeah, hope you are well, Mark. So those were our views. So let's move on to your views. Again, loads of feedback coming in to us into Orient Outlook podcast. These are just tweets to us. We are mentioning we don't scale through Twitter looking for random Orient tweets. These are all tweets that came into us. And just because we read them, doesn't mean we agree with them. Les LK52 started the ball rolling. Says, I wasn't there, so I can't comment, but concerned about the penalties in yellow cards we were receiving. Not sure why this is an early season issue, but otherwise, a great result. Yeah, that's a good point. There were six yellow cards yesterday. I mean, the, 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 cut, the referee was a bit card happy. Um, doesn't normally happen, Matt. It was a bit of an extreme situation, yeah. but yeah, we, we do need to watch that. Ewan Carter, 23, said, good to see us getting the first away win. Another three points... Goals up to sec- another another three points. Goals up to second, and long may it continue. With only slight con- uh, with only sorry with only slight concern, quite a few getting booked. Got to keep the discipline as we don't want to have many players out due to suspensions, which is good. Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. don't want to have Pratty out due to like two or three pointless bookings. Do you know yeah, I mean? it could be avoided. Matty LOFC Evans had a great tweet. Said, "What has happened to our club in the space mm-hmm. of a few months?" Going to games last season, we would have struggled. This season, smashing teams with pure intent. Love it. Back Boatsy said, unbelievable first half performance. Three forwards scoring. What an amazing team we have. Soft penalty, but the game was done at half time. I'm starting to believe that we can do it this season. <sighs> ben, you and us both. Orion yeah. underscore said, obviously great to get our first away win. And so emphatically too, but was not convinced by the second half. Saying that, we were clinical, worked hard and defended brilliantly. The exact formula for a successful team. Also, fantastic strike from Theo. What a player. I think it's worth mentioning. I think we let them have more of the ball in, in the second half. We didn't need to do much with it. We were 3-0 yeah. up. It was for them to come at us and we would counter. And quite convincingly, you know, Drinan's fast and uh, Archibald's fast. So you know, we could easily counter. And I think that was more the, the thing. Is that we don't need to bust our lungs. Yeah. Um, to try and win the game, you know, it's it was done. it was done absolutely. PM three one nine seven zero said game was over as a contest at halftime. Good game management to see it out. Took them till eighty nine minutes for a shot. Showed how in control we were. Disappointed to concede a sloppy penalty at the end, though. Listen to us now saying how disappointed we are to concede a sloppy penalty. Uh, you know, John Crab three says so good having a big physical side ready to knock teams about away from home. Kenny has brought a strong team technically, and in statue. Promising early signs. Good point about being physical. You've got Smith, who's physical from the front. Drilling can handle himself. Pratt is fairly physical, as is Clay. Beckles, and at the back, you've got Beckles, Smith. Happy, and uh, Mitchell, who... You know, Sorry, Smith, uh, Mitchell. Big, Mitchell, yeah. big players. Yeah. So they're skillful and talented, but they're also strong players. So brilliant. Yep, absolutely right. Um, Stroud Greeno said, Like how the goals are being spread around whilst Harry leads the way. There are goals elsewhere in this team. In the past, with the likes of Bon and DJ, you worried where else they'd come from when they hit a dry spell. Not feeling the same concern with this lot. And well done to Macabon, who did score for Ipswich yesterday. Yeah, so did DJ. And Dan Johnson. Which yeah. we're going to come on to. I did to. want to congratulate you. Yeah, Molly Folly, 2019. says, great away day. Professional display, despite provocation at times. Only threat was a weak ref making a rash decision. Isn't it lovely being a no supporter <laughs> with this fab brand of football? Kenny, pure class. We are very lucky to have a manager that befits our club. LOFC1978 said, Early days, but isn't it great having a manager after two long years without one? Only eight games in, but the football and the goals are something not seen since Justin was at the helm. Great to see so many players scoring goals as well. Kenny Jackett takes full credit for shaping the squad so quickly. 
I think Martin Lynn needs to take a bit of responsibility, uh, take a bit of that credit <laughs> as well, because he worked with Kenny Jacket to do the deals and get the business done. Yeah, I think you're right. And I also... It's funny, isn't I it? I do think people are a bit harsh on Ross Embleton. I mean, you look at the players Ross Embleton had, right, and the players that Kenny Jacket had, and I'm not saying Ross Embleton would, would have got us into second place as we sit here. But what I'm saying is... It was a different team. It was a different squad. So we can't yeah. sit here and compare Ross Embleton to Kenny Jackett because that isn't a fair comparison. So, you know, hopefully we get these, we've not had a proper manager tweets now. Hopefully they stop because I think that's a bit... It's a bit that, unkind and unfair. It's a bit unfair. Really? Like, Embleton done what he had to do, right? That season With after the just, squad. After Justin passed, yeah. there was no way we were going to do anything other than mid-table security that season. And last season... Was disappointing. It was rubbish. We all know that. But there were other bet, there were other things going on other than the football last year. Like bloody worldwide pandemic, almost killing everyone uh, inside. So, you know, I think a bit harsh there. Some of those on Mister. I agree. Orient meat pies. So another superb away win for the O's. We're proving to be a force so far this season. LOFC news, a new one for yeah, me. Loving too. this Orient side at the moment. Kenny Jacket has really turned us around. What a team we have as well. And just to finish off the other point, people are very critical of Martin Ling when things are not right, but but don't praise when things are, are right. Yeah, good point. So I think there needs to be a bit of balance there, people. Conway underscore Nigel said, fantastic team effort. Great to be in second, but four penalties against in eight games and mounting bookings is a slight worry. Don't worry, Nigel. Second in the league, pal. It's all good. Absolutely. Chris Kane underscore 1992 said, wasn't there, but from what I've read on here and said in previous weeks, I'd tie Theo down as soon as possible. Clearly loves his football here, so worth a shot. Good seeing all three front men scoring again. Don't mind conceding as long as we score more. Very exciting times. It is indeed, Chris. Lewis Fear underscore said, not sure how to think at the moment. Really not used to us being a solid promotion potential team. Fun team to watch. Just really enjoyable football to watch. A time to just sit back for a while and just enjoy it all. I think Lewis is hitting that on the head. You know, it's been a while since we've all enjoyed our football. We're yeah. back in the ground. We're having a great time. We're seeing goals galore from our team, and it's exciting. So let's just all enjoy it. Yeah. Try and chill out and not worry too much about bookings or penalties or anything else, and just cheer the team on and hope they spank every team. But it's Orient fan. It's Orient. It's what we do. Trouser Techno <laughs> said a thoroughly professional display. Clinical in the first half, closed the game down in the second. Shame about the penalty at the end, but no worries. There was no impact on the outcome. We are serious promotion contenders. Yeah, at the moment, you have to say we're very serious. Three very strong words there. <laughs> Smith 125 sent us a quite statistical tweet, one I like. He says, 20-21 league stats. Drunnen, 22 games, one goal, zero assists. Archibald, seven games, zero goals, zero assists. Smith, 16 games, three goals. One assist, 21-22 league stats to date. Drinnen, six games, three goals, one assist. Archibald, eight games, three goals, three assists. Smith, seven games, six goals, zero assists. Things you love to see. It's almost like three different plays. If you're now an Ipswich fan or a Lincoln fan or a Northampton fan, you're going, why are they doing it now and they weren't doing mm. it last season? But don't this care. is it, absolutely. Penultimate word this week goes to at Essex Beers, who said a game of two halves, but a very professional performance throughout. Loving the goals being shared out this season, and our back line looks solid. All the attributes of a team more than capable of winning this league. Yeah, MS Orient finishes uh, the tweets on this one with the final word, who says, great day, great result. Yet again, this superb Orient side dictated play from the start. We could be a real force in this league. It can only get bigger and better. The O's go marching 
on. Yeah, so do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us at or in Outlook. We're also on Instagram, Orient underscore Outlook. You can send us a message on Facebook, just search Orient Outlook Podcast. Or if you're not on social media or have something a little bit more lengthy you want to send us, you can do so on email. We're Orient Outlook at Outlook. Dot com. So that rounds up the views and it, on that. It certainly does, yeah. So Paul mentioned it earlier in the podcast. The, the Prediction League is now very proudly sponsored by Carol Langley, who kind of extending their sponsorship with us. So some amazing predictions yesterday. Smoko's predicted 3-1, no scorers, gets three points. Smoko's never predicts scorers, but sends us some wicked pictures. So thanks for that, Smoko's. Yeah. And... Uh, Kind of second place, I guess, for uh, this one. Parksy eighteen eighty one. Brad one Malloy predicted three one and a one scorer, so they got four points. Simon Linden Derby five oh seven. Wadsey B seven four one six eight nine four seven six. Urexon and PM three one nine seventy all predicted three one and two correct scorers. They got five points. Kudos to these gentlemen. Tommy Atkinson six. London Gary W and Mark Seutcher who took the maximum six points. They predicted 3-1 and predicted all three scores. Well done. <laughs> that is well absolutely... Done. If you know the lottery numbers for Tuesday, let me know. Uh, DM at or in Outlook. So that means at the top of the prediction league. Yeah, Parksy, 1881, is now in top spot with his four points from that one. <laughs> he is top, closely followed by Nino Barone, who's on 15 points. On 11 points now, Tommy Atkinson, six, and Wadsey. So thanks to everyone for their predictions great stuff and keep your eyes out uh, for our prediction tweet it normally goes out three hours before kickoff and once again we are very happy to have that sponsorship from Carol Langley Florist absolutely a great partnership there and I'm pretty sure uh, the team at Carol Langley are going to be doing some special offers throughout the course of the season which will benefit all of you because they can deliver uh, very much nationwide as well so Sunday the 19th of September there's no ladies match that we saw today um, so let's move on then to the fantasy football update. Yeah, let's wrap this up in 49 and a half minutes. Good time in there. Yeah. Fantasy football, Connor Monk and Paul Skinner tied at the top of the Orient Outlook podcast. Fantasy football league, they're on 392 points. They're two points ahead of James Durkan in second place. I'm doing all right. I'm just in 236th place. I need to get up there though out of 315 players, but not bad so far. So thanks to everyone who plays in our fantasy football league. I think last week I done the positives. So Mr. Levy, you can do the positives. Okie dokie. Right, let's do the three positives that we've got here. First away win of the season, but obviously we're still unbeaten on the road. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty... I mean, again, you look at the away fixtures. We've played some big teams away from home. Salford, Carlisle, Winter Bristol Rovers away one yesterday. Uh, and Newport so that's like four of like, the better teams away from home we've faced from so, last season yeah brilliant from last season yeah but this season all changed so yeah. it's good that we're able to do this yeah absolutely spot on three different scorers including League Two's leading striker in Harry Smith so again amazing and obviously um, as we mentioned earlier got um, two players in eighth I mean it's a lot of joint yeah, which is why they're eighth so you know they score another goal and they jump up uh, quite quite away so yeah and, and it looks very promising and obviously our league position is the other positive being second in the league I mean let's not get too far ahead of ourselves we're only eight games into a 46 game season so still a lot can happen and a long way to go but yeah I mean the early signs are brilliant you can only call them as you see them and after right. eight games second in the league we all would have taken that so as well as some really good positives we do have two negatives first of all the penalty situation could be given away lots of tweets about it four penalties conceded in eight games, have to get tighter with that. And yesterday's discipline, six yellow cards against Bristol Rovers, so less of the uh, 
funny stuff on the pitch, hopefully with tempers flaring. Again, when you're 3-0 up, just don't get involved. Just laugh yeah. it off, go 3-0, mate. Grow up. Yeah, walk away. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's move on then to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. And we've put it out to vote in the list of nominees for this week. The top four that we came up with were Tom James, Harry Smith, Omar Beckles and Aaron Drinnan. Yeah, I mean, there could have been a lot more um, candidates. Prattley probably might have been able to snick it. Alex Mitchell probably could have snuck in there, but it's Twitter poll... You can only have four, four, fortunately. But the winner, quite convincingly, with 54% of the vote, was Tom James. So well done to Tommy Lads. Takes home the Orient Outlook Podcast Hero of the Week. Absolutely. So next week's fixture is only the one coming up in the next week. We entertain Mansfield Town at home next Saturday, the 25th of September. We welcome back the fox in the box, although we hopefully will be very, very quiet. Dan Johnson is coming back. Mansfield are 20th in the league, so a good time to play them. They drew one all at home to Rochdale, and Dan Johnson got the Mansfield goal. Mansfield started well, have kind of really faded. Uh, they are dangerous, though, in attack. Dan Johnson and Ollie Hawkins, who used to play under Kenny Jacket and Joe Gannon, will have a point to prove. But Mansfield always have a defensive error waiting to happen. Yeah. If anyone's watched their highlights from yesterday or the goal, they try and play out from the back and they're just not very good at it. So good. when we went to Mansfield last season and Danny Johnson got a double, that One was more of the back was, of them yeah. messing about the back. They're still doing it. The Watchdale goal was exactly the same. So I think, you know, we'll get chances against them. We'll definitely get chances, but got to keep Danny Johnson quiet because yeah. you know what it's like when yeah. ex-players come back to Orient in particular. Yeah, uh, we've suffered from that quite badly. <laughs> So, sponsorship reminder before we finish this episode, don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or on Instagram or on their website or go and find Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 257. It's been a busy week for the O's with a midweek fixture and regardless of your views on the Papa John's trophy, it gives some fringe players a good opportunity to get more minutes in their legs and it was another win for the club which can only be a good thing. At the weekend it was back to the all-important League 2 fixture action and it was another convincing performance as Bristol Rovers were swept aside by the Orient Express with all three strikers getting on the score sheet as we jumped up to second in the league ensuring it was a happy Saturday night for an O's fan as we're now looking forward to returning to Brisbane Road on Saturday for what we hopefully will be another winning performance against Mansfield Town. Yeah so if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe and give the podcast a five star rating and review it. It's been very quiet over the last couple of weeks so come on we're getting a lot more than 92 listens on iTunes so if you listen on iTunes pull your finger out <laughs> press pause and go and give us a review and if you listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn or Stitcher or any other platforms go and give us a follow and that way you'll get all your podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded we are also on Alexa's Echoes whatever smart device you have we are on them and we are also on FanHub like we mentioned earlier in the podcast which is great fun so if you want to join FanHub keep an eye on our social channels and we will get codes for you to join yeah got a couple of codes so if people want them let us know we can absolutely pass them over to you and I don't believe it matters where you are in the world either so if you're abroad listening and want to get involved do so download FanHub from your app store wherever that may be um, and let us know drop us a message and, and we'll give you a code I've yeah. got a golden ticket to give away uh, on my account we as a podcast have two spaces left I think oh, okay. Great the stuff. code that we've got so yeah yeah it's so like the bearded legend said get in contact if you want one of those codes and like I said at the beginning of the podcast if you have an older relative a loved one or an orange chum 
who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone or device and download it for them and pass the pod. It still amazes me that there's new people listening every yeah. week, which is great to Welcome. see. So go and get them involved and let us know if you've done so. So we'll be back with episode 258 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.